The Earth Wants You is a project of the Church of Stop Shopping, a radical performance community based in New York City. We rely on you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. If you want to support our work, and what is our work? We resist consumerism. We resist the military. We resist the commodification of the earth and her resources. Earthaluya people, join us. Revbilly.com. Earthaluya. Earthaluya. Welcome, children, to the earth wants you. And you, and you, and you. And this is a project of the Church of Stop Shopping. This radio podcast stars Savitri D. Savitri, amen. Hello. And your co-host. So glad to be with you today. We're going to talk about bats, Transylvania. Reverend Billy. I, I, I was Andromeda. Gonna I was going to introduce myself before we started off on the flying fox bats. Amen, praise be. <laughs> but... But it's so cold that you forgot. <laughs> it's freezing. Your head is numb. That's why we need to invent the foolish, mystical, environmentalist tradition. Yes. It's gonna, we're going to dance our way out of a, uh, moderation. What, what, is, what do envir- environmentalists do? They just don't get up off these days. We enough. just these days we just like close our eyes. Come and on, make fists and pray. Children, children, we're listen praying. to me. Listen to me. If I, if I have any people that out there that have ever ever called themselves environmentalists. Watch out. What have we got? What have we got? Bomb cyclones. What have, what have we got? We've got accelerating extinction. Mm. We've got Arctic ice going away. We've, we've got some problems mm. here. And yet. Wildfires. And yet. Our obsession storms. with the weather grows stronger every day. I, I feel like people are getting it. They're starting to think, wow, the weather is getting really weird. It's you getting start, really weird. You can start uh, addressing the weirdness of the weather by refusing to click your pixel pointer in that box i don't know no what more a pixel electronic petitions is. no more electronic petitions i'm explaining to you see oh sorry yeah, pixel you know, pointer i made that up i made That's that phrase mouse. up we call that a mouse we also have the new age wormhole coming mm. up ladies and gentlemen on the news from the natural world in today's very special special podcast we have a passport from Palau. You know what's fascinating is how people respond to weather and that some people get very tense and upset and other people, myself among the other people, I just think, wow, this is so great. It's so extreme. I'm walking down the street and I'm like, I feel my fingers. My fingers feel weird. My toes feel weird. My face feels weird. People like that? Frozen nose. What's up with that? Yeah. I, I mean, there are those among us who love it. I just find it exhilarating. I, I love it. That, I think that the, the, the news anchors, the news people with their, with their microphones, they seem to love it because it's a scandal. Because bad weather is... You've got to get into ah, it. It's spicy. It's apocalyptic. People, you got to get into it. you got to get into Amen. it. Amen. Come on, come on. Let's get upset together. Praise be. But don't ask what the cause might be because it might be the American corporation that's, you know, hiring that talking And head as my friend Kaori said, there's really no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. And I think that those are words I'm to live speechless. by. You know, that's so stupid that <laughs> I, I don't have my little, you know, my what? little quippy quippy. I don't have my radio tempo to As come back at you with. As someone with a wool fetish, I would say that it's not stupid. I love wool. <laughs> I mean, wool Hallelujah. is a beautiful material that humans have co-evolved with. We have been wearing wool, manipulating wool, using wool in so many ways for thousands and thousands of years. It's just... Let's go straight How can you from, not love wool? Let's let's go from the wool straight to let's segue woolishly on the back of that sheep straight to the news from the natural world with Savitri Dean. Welcome to News from the Natural World. Insurers are set to pay out a record one. $135 billion to cover losses from natural disasters in 2017, driven by the costliest hurricane season ever in the United States and widespread flooding in South Asia. Overall losses, including uninsured damage, came to $330 billion. That tally was second only to 2011, when an earthquake and tsunami in Japan contributed to losses of $354 billion at today's dollars. 
Insured losses from weather-related disasters were at an all-time high, making up most of the $135 billion. Humans can spot a sick person in a photo just two hours after he or she was infected by a germ, researchers said. Such an ability to detect infection early and from the subtlest of facial clues has never been demonstrated before, but is presumed to be part of a crucial survival skill called disease avoidance. Brazil's government this week announced a major shift away from its policy of building mega dams in the Brazilian Amazon, a strategy born during the country's military dictatorship in 1965 and vigorously carried forward down to the present day. The current government claims the decision is a response to intense resistance from environmentalists and indigenous groups. High ocean temperatures are harming tropical corals almost five times more often than in the 1980s. The average time between severe bleachings, when heat makes the stony-bodied creatures that make up coral reefs expel colorful algae, shortened to six years in 2016, from 25 to 30 years in the early 80s. A coal company hoping to build a coal export terminal in Washington state has sued the state government for blocking the project. Lighthouse Resources Incorporated says its federal lawsuit says in its federal lawsuit that Washington's decision amounts to an unconstitutional ban on coal exports and imposes illegal restrictions on railroad and ship opera- operations. It's no secret that Washington state officials are philosophically opposed to coal, Everett King, the company's president, said in a statement. But that does not give them legal authority to discriminate against this project and block foreign trade and interstate commerce. (laughs) Okay. The Chinese megacity of Shenzhen has successfully switched 100% of its 16,359 vehicle bus fleet to electric vehicles, reaching its goal just six years after it vowed to move away from diesel engines. Amen. Palau, an archipelago made up of some 200 islands in the Western Pacific Ocean, has introduced a passport pledge that visitors must sign before entering the country. The pledge, which was drafted with the help of children from across Palau, reads, Children of Palau, I take this pledge as your guest to preserve and protect your beautiful and unique island home. I vow to tread lightly, act kindly, and explore mindfully. I shall not take what is not given. I shall not harm what does not harm me. The only footprints I shall leave are those that will wash away. It is stamped in visitors' passports and must be signed before tourists are permitted to enter the country. People found breaking the conditions of the pledge may be fined. And then chased by children. (laughs) Chased off the island. 2017 was a bad year for environmental justice. Just a few items. Uh, Trump administration's proposed budget emerged calling for a complete dismantling of the EPA's Office of Environmental Justice. In March, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt suspended new chemical plant safety rules. The Trump administration halted a mountaintop mining health risk study by the National Academy of Sciences. And since November 2016, 27 states have introduced legislation that would restrict the right to protest. Of the 49 bills introduced, eight have passed and 26 are pending, according to the International Center for Nonprofit Law. Four of the eight laws are in North Dakota and include the mandatory evacuation of a Dakota Access Pipeline protest camp, heightened penalties for riot offenses, expanded scope of criminal trespass activity related to protests and demonstrations, and new penalties for protesters who conceal their identity. Bad news all around for environmental justice last year. Ryan Zink, the Secretary of the Interior, has recommended to Donald Trump that three sprawling marine monuments, one in the Atlantic and two in the Pacific, be either opened up to the commercial fishing industry or reduced in size or both. Combined, these marine monuments encompass an area more than three times the size of California. In the western Amazon, a field guide spotted the Vanzolini's bald-faced Saki, a large black monkey with a long fluffy tail and golden fur leaping from one tree branch to another. This was the first living evidence of this monkey in 80 years. Mm, monkey Hallelujah. A team of more than 100 scientists and students, predominantly women, have surveyed the largely unexplored Penang Hill in the Malaysian state of Penang. The 130 million year old rainforest is believed to have never been cut before. 
They discovered a previously unknown species of scorpion on the very first day. The scorpion belongs to one of the oldest lineages on Earth, known as ghost scorpions, a group that is native to Southeast Asia. Most scorpions glow a bright cayenne green or cyan green under ultraviolet light, but the ghost scorpion's glow is very faint. It is almost eerie, resembling the ghost of the scorpion. They also Ooh. identified numerous species never recorded before in that area. The red-rumped swallow, the striped-throated bulbul, the spotted-winged fruit bat, a species of orchid, eight species of mammals, two species of frogs, and several species of flies, ants, and spiders. The team also managed to record the cryptic Sunda Kalugo, also called the Sunda or Malayan flying lemur. And in Colombia, community leader Hernan Bedoya, who defended collective land rights for Afro-Colombian farmers as well as local biodiversity in the face of palm oil and industrial agriculture expansion, was assassinated by a neo-paramilitary group. Bedoya was the owner of Mitera, biodiversity zone. And here at The Earth Wants You, we will try to track uh, these killings of environmentalists around the world, of which there have been almost 150 in the last year. Um, and that, that does it for me and news from the natural world. Some good, some bad. I love finding species 80 years since one of these amazing sake creatures really was found, seen. The lesson, the lesson that there's, the more deeply you look, the more there is in the natural yeah. world. There's always more. There's, there's always, always more. more. Yeah, we know nothing. We know nothing. And We've like seen Reverend nothing. John, we know nothing. John Gibbons said to me one time, "There's a, there's a, uh, there's there's always more when you go down towards the molecule, looking. Yeah. And there's always more when you go out towards the Andromeda. Right. Right. Stars." Still, what a feeling to see that animal. And if you were a, a biologist or something, you'd be like, what's that? Wait, hold on. What? Uh, 80 years ago was the last time someone saw one. That's my mother's entire life, and my mother is not a young woman. Amen. She's a wise woman. You know, one of your, one of your uh, uh, items kind of talks to the other item. Mm. Uh, you've, got, you've got the coal company suing local politicians yeah. who are representing right. representing their citizens in Washington state who have made their conclusions about the toxicity of coal the climate change implications of coal right so they're resisting in large numbers the the making coal ports that would take tar sand to china mm-hmm. and they're they're saying you don't have the right to impede interstate commerce but then you got the children of Palau. Yeah. And they they are acting as the conscience. And they're saying we want to live our life. We want we want to we want to be healthy here. We want you to be kind to our our 200 islands in the archipelago. Right. Well, in the United States, of course, most laws are written to protect property and the rights of property. And this lawsuit in Washington state is no is no different. They're challenging a law a state a state law saying that there's a federal law that overrides it, which is the, it's an interstate and um, international commerce law. You know, it's all very technical. And so that's, that's why they filed a federal lawsuit. Because they, they hope to go right at they that. They hope that the federal law will, you know, overwhelm the state's rights. I mean, this is a struggle going on all over the country now with environmental issues. And um, unfortunately now, well, for a while we had a, a, a friendlier, administration shall we say I I ran very quickly through some of the things that happened just in the last year with the EPA with Ryan Zink at Interior I mean you know Trump being elected really is hard on the earth right away right away right away deregulation uh, you know the the delisting of monuments marine reserves I mean it there are animals whose lives are threatened today just like here in New York City we have many humans who are, are, are threatened by these policies coming down. It happens much quicker than we think it will. And it's theoretically possible, is it not, that we could just as quickly reverse that with elections this fall uh, that, um, you know, that that bring a, a Democratic majority in, in yes Congress? Yes and no. I mean, the problem is, like, once the pipeline is in the ground, it's hard to get it out of the ground. 
once that wilderness land is is uh, delisted and there's a road in it, you can't make it wilderness again. Still, there is grounds for optimism that that this can be reversed, and that in reversing <laughs> this damage, there might be some education you know, going on that in is the minds wonderful. of people. I love your optimism, and no, I, I, I I'll ride on it all day. But that sounds know, ridiculous. What grounds for optimism do we have? I'm not ridiculous. I never have been. I don't. I don't actually see grounds for optimism. Well, but I, I that doesn't mean that's that doesn't mean I'm going to stop working or become apathetic and depressed. I mean, obviously. I mean, they're Democrats and they're Democrats. They're they're there's Elizabeth Warren. And there's there's um, there are we some... don't talk about Democrats on this program. Oh, Move oh, on. All right. Thank you. We'll have to cut that out later. Huh? Just edit that out. Let's go to this beautiful song. Amen. Dogs. That, of course, Pink Floyd. That was just the first two minutes of a 17-minute opus. <laughs> That's my favorite two minutes of the song, by the way. Because our attention span is plummeting through no, space. No, it's because I don't love guitar solos, actually. <laughs> well, then Sorry. You're, then you're Even not a child of the 60s, then. Sorry. You're Sorry. From, you're from the X generation. <clears throat> Bitter and... That's me. Bitter. Uh, <laughs> Angry. Hostile. Amen. Renegade, rebel, revolutionary, Hallelujah. reactionary, come on reflexive. Back. Come on back, come on, come on. <laughs> come back to that optimism, mm. Amen. Hey, we we have a wonderful interview today. We, I, I just referenced to my friend John, Reverend John Gibbons. Hey there, John Gibbons here. John Gibbons. Well, John, I'll hi be. there. John. Hey, Savi. Hi. Hi, Bill. John. Hello. I love Long your. I love, your, I love your hit record, Doctor John. Uh, I like that whole uh, in the wrong place at the right time. I was in I the wrong that. place. Uh, I love it must that. have been the wrong time. I yeah. Love that. I've been watching you. You recorded that at uh, Harvard Divinity School, I believe, back in the fifties. I, I did. I did. Around the same time, I, <laughs> I uh, recorded Robo B. <laughs> you, you, How did that go? We don't want to buzz and we don't oh, want you to buzz on our buzz. You <laughs> we don't want me. You can fly from my hive. <laughs> this bee is alive. Wow. Amen. I don't remember that at all. Wow, John night. Gibbons, um, I, I'd like to start today by asking you, as we do all of our guests, where is your favorite place on earth? My favorite place on earth, boy, you know, I sort of like any place on earth, you know, is pretty good with me. But uh, uh, you know, you know that one of my most favorite places is Transylvania. And I'm going <laughs> to Transylvania on, on Monday. 
for 10 days. And I, I go there a couple of times a year. Um, we have um, Unitarian friends there who have been there, uh, not these particular individuals, but they've been there since the 16th century. And there are 60,000 Unitarians there. Um, and and I count many of them as my best friends, and and I, I love to not only butcher their pigs, but butcher the Hungarian language. Amen. Um, well, I was going to ask you to remind our listeners where Transylvania is, because many people think it's a, a story. Uh, a Hollywood. Yeah, they don't of actually course, know. Of so could you just tell us a little bit more about Transylvania? Um, what does uh, it look like tra- there? Uh, Transylvania looks a whole lot uh, like like New England before New England was developed. There are all these uh, clusters of little tiny villages of a thousand or fewer people in valleys and separated by by some of the lower Carpathian mountains. This is in the country of Romania. Um, Our friends uh, are ethnically Hungarian. They're a double minority. They're a religious minority as Unitarians in a predominantly Orthodox culture and they are an ethnic minority as Hungarians. Um, these are people who, who went to sleep one day in 1921 as, as citizens of Hungary, and they woke up the next morning um, as uh, Romanians. Um, Hungary lost two-thirds of its land area after the First World War. They have a real knack for picking the wrong side in war. <laughs> well, John... Um, did the Unitarians uh, suffer the consequences of uh, the communist uh, crackdown on religion? What what happened to the with, Unitarians? With everybody else, yes, with everybody else, they did. Um, the Ceausescu regime was was very repressive to to all religions, really. Um, but um, Unitarians, of course, are, are rather suspect uh, in a variety of ways, uh, even among. Uh, Christians. Uh, they are more of a Christian denomination in Romania than they are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, they are, are left-leaning uh, liberal Christians. Uh, they, they don't regard Jesus as the Son of God or as a resurrected Savior, but just as you know, a comrade, a comrade at arms. A revolutionary. Um, a prophetic A revolutionary, comrade, right. Yes. A comedian. Exactly right. Uh, that too, that too, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a question uh, for you. Is the, uh, uh, the Unitarian Church in the United States is a hotbed of environmental activity, um, I'm, and, and in particular First Parish Church of Bedford is um, such, a, such a Unitarian outpost of earth justice. I'm just wondering if, if uh, in Transylvania that tradition um, is going forward at this time. Um, well, I, I certainly appreciate your compliment that we are a hotbed. Um, uh, too often suburban churches are hotbeds of rest, and uh, we try not to be a hotbed of rest, but of <laughs> unrest. Um, but of and, unrest, uh, amen. A hotbed of unrest. Um, um, I'll answer your question, but in in North America, Unitarians are are loosely in agreement about seven principles that start with the worth and dignity um, of every human being. But uh, the seventh principle um, is is uh, respect for the interconnected uh, web of all life of which we are a part, and so that is the natural transition into environmental and climate justice work. But God, uh, so that, God, God, yes. God uh, gave us the responsibility of dominion over the flora and the fauna. Uh, I, I, I don't think uh, that, worked, that, that hasn't worked out so well. The, no, the no, dominion hasn't. part hasn't worked so well. Um, but, uh, you know, stewards maybe, but... Um, um, Temporary guests uh, traveling uh, through time is our, sta- our status for most of us. But you asked if, if the, the same commitments exist um, in, in Eastern Europe, and um, I think they, they do, but their, their circumstances are much more constrained, and Eastern Europe has a much more conservative um, political culture um, 
and and that affects uh, the Unitarians as well. They 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 still are liberal theologically and. Um, we have a lot in common, but they have a current struggle, for example, um, around around same-sex marriage. And uh, you know, just by the way, there there aren't any gay people in Eastern Europe. It seems. You so know, how can right. that be? Yeah. So yes. Yeah, uh, we don't see any around here. They say. Excuse me, while um, I adjust my bra. It's under my lumberjack. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Yes, uh, and. Uh, uh, so uh, all of the other churches have have lined up four square uh, against civil marriage rights, and and the Unitarians are are internally divided among them. It's really roiled the waters for them, mm-hmm. um, and so environmentally, I just don't think that they have the same kinds of options. I mean, they're 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 struggling to keep the wood fires going and, right. and you know their houses and. Uh, they they just don't have the same kinds of opportunities that 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 uh, we have or we should have. I did notice uh, recently there was a big struggle, I believe, in Poland um, over an ancient forest. I, I don't know if you followed that at all, but um, eventually UNESCO, uh, you know, pressed, and then the EU pressed, and they, you know there was multiple lawsuits, and it was a virgin, you know, old growth forest, uh, and um, they did manage in Poland there to stop logging it but i i know that environmental issues um you know are not on the table so much in those countries in eastern europe um although there are certain countries like slovenia for example i think of which has it's 30 percent wild i mean the the, Uh communism where it didn't destroy nature did actually let it go let it go forward in a way that we didn't hear you know there wasn't an an evenness of development like we have here in the united states or in western europe and i i think so there there is opportunity it seems to me to like hold on to these wildlands because they do it they are healthier in a way Mm -hmm. where they Mm -hmm. are healthy they're more they're healthier you know what i'm saying so because they were so controlled by governments and um so yeah, but it remains to be seen what happens to those wild lands, I guess, in Eastern Europe. I'll have to look up that Polish example. That's interesting. Um, you mentioned UNESCO, and all through Transylvania, there are UNESCO World Heritage Sites. And and now that we're talking about it, I, I am remembering uh, that there was a, a Canadian mining company in Transylvania that was um, really doing horrific things mm-hmm. to to the water table, mm-hmm. and there has been a local struggle uh, against um, uh, that. Um, and and so the, they're they're subject to the same kinds of of multinational uh, exploitation that mm-hmm. that every place else is. And and in some ways, uh, because Eastern Europe is more unregulated, and there are a lot more shady business deals. Um, uh, and and criminality in in the capitalist system um, that they're they're ripe pickings for for exploiters. How do you talk about capitalism to your parish there in Massachusetts, which you know many of us could look at and say like this is the you know the heart of kind of um, bountiful. Uh, <laughs> I think of Boston circumstances. Yeah, I think you know, of Bedford this that is way. a very prosperous <laughs> part of the <laughs> right. world. Okay, like top of the food chain worldwide. Let's say so. Mm-hmm, how, mm-hmm. how is capitalism addressed in your parish? Do you talk about well, that openly uh, or? Yes, in, in in our parish, I I have really free reign to to speak my mind. I I am probably on some sort of leash, uh, unlike you, Billy. Uh, I'm on some <laughs> sort of leash. Uh, but it's a but it's a long leash. I resemble um, that remark. Yes, you do. Um, and and so I, I'm able to talk about uh, capitalism uh, gone wild and unrestrained capitalism uh, being being entirely destructive of of uh, the values uh, that that we most cherish. Um, and and I find that I, I make common cause. With some conservatives, um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a guest uh, preacher, Andrew Basevich, B-A-C-E-V-I-C-H, who is a career military guy, and he often shows up in op-ed pieces in the New York Times and elsewhere. Um, and he he ultimately comes from the conservative side of the the political framework, but he's conservative in the sense that he recognizes that so much of the capitalist system is rotten, 
uh, and and has has you know rejected the values and and distorted and polluted the values uh, that we we most cherish. Um, he was talking about the. Uh, New York Times and and what what happens when you open up that style section on Sunday? What pops out at you? You, you know, Bulgari watches and mm-hmm. you know, uh, fabulous uh, consumption uh, mm-hmm. things. Um, but even conservative voices like like Basevich uh, are saying that uh, our capitalist uh, system uh, is, is fundamentally flawed and. And uh, uh, we we need to have a revolution of values uh, that that will remind us um, why life is worth living and and what what human community is is meant to be and not um, just uh, one exploiter exploiting another. I'd like to mention the um, uh, the culture that uh, the moderating, polite, uh, graciousness. Uh, confused with just being passive, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know that that really uh, is is deeply embedded in in the Christian tradition and deeply embedded in the environmentalism tradition. There's mm-hmm. an overlap there. Uh, moderation, where there perhaps should be some immoderation at this point, when we're so late in the game with this, uh, you know, accelerating extinction and. Uh, well, now we got bomb cyclones and superstorms, wildfires, droughts. We've got the apocalypse going on, and we're uh, we're being we're being um, when we're when we're culturally this moderate, you know, when our when our habits of expression are so congealed and careful. It, it's it's time for us to uh, recall that that uh, great American prophet uh, Barry Goldwater. Uh, who you remember said extremism? <laughs> yes. Extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. Hey man, let's, uh, right. let's dance a little bit. I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, that, shout. I thought you were going to bring up John Brown. Now I was like, oh, he's going to say John, John Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, been, yeah, but, yeah, that would have been another good choice. John Brown as well. Yeah, my, as well. Uh, my fellow Calvinist, John Brown. Mm-hmm. Well, we were. Yeah. We've been thinking. We've been. We've been kind of moving forward, uh, starting a foolish, mystical environmentalism. We're, we're looking for a, and and certainly, um, I'll never forget a foolish, mystical moment when you led us uh, into the micro robotics laboratory across the street from where you matriculated, mm-hmm. across the street from the Harvard Divinity School, and that laboratory, of course, trying to develop the Robo Bee, a robot bee that would a timely move replace the going extinct honeybee mm-hmm. um, although uh, monsanto and bayer claim they have nothing to do with it we've we were able to locate uh, money coming to this laboratory from the pentagon which wants to weaponize turn bees and bats and and uh, uh so forth uh, nature into into ordnance into surveillance cameras and so forth and you let us in there, and you kind of calmed us down. We were going into um, Straightville. We were going into a world that was a little bit awe-inspiring for those of us who don't go to Harvard so much. Um, and you took us in there, and you were uh, you were kind of in drag as yourself. You know, you were kind of you were being the polite Christian who uh, who got his education across the street in the in the immemorial elms of the Harvard campus, but you uh, you used that to give us authority. And then we had, uh, on the other side, on the other hand of God, we had Elizabeth Colbert from The New Yorker. We had we had <laughs> Betsy Colbert, that's right. <laughs> and we uh, we went up to the third floor, and and uh, tell us about that experience now, looking back on it, that's been... It, a, a it, it was a wonderful experience, and, and Savi is the one who, who gets the credit for, for keeping us on the straight and narrow, or choreographing us properly um, and and giving us maximum impact um, the the two of you and and you know all of uh, your cohorts uh, really have been on the cutting edge of, of, of the, the honeybee issue which you know continues uh, to be in the news and you were prophetic voices about this and and that 
campaign must continue uh, because the, the honeybees are the canaries in the coal mine uh, yes. that are screaming, that are screaming that things things are, are you know, in, in a bad way. Um, so it, it was a it was a great event. We had, um, oh, a, a dozen, 15 or more of us um, were a part of that action. And uh, remember, after we went to the, the robotics uh, lab, we, we also went uh, over in Cambridge, uh, wasn't the Monsanto headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and we, we, you know, serenaded uh, the suits uh, there and, and uh, made sure that they got the message as well. Uh, and Al Jazeera, remember, they were with us. Yes. That's right. Um, and and uh, did, a, did a great story uh, about the campaign. They found the Pentagon um, connection. They were the ones who... Yeah, they found the DARPA. Mm, follow, follow the money. The DARPA one, yep. yeah. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. know what's interesting? Yeah. They've just discovered that uh, honeybees originally were solitary bees, what we think of as these colon, you know, these colonies of bees. They, they evolved to live in colonies. So mm-hmm. isn't that fascinating? Why? Why? And how could that have possibly happened? So you go mm-hmm. from being a solitary bee in which you collect pollen, and then you make this little cake this little pollen cake and you put it in your little bee cave and then your babies right. live off that pollen to survive right this is a very simple kind of some kind of <laughs> some kind of intelligence across but the, eventually the millennia, they learned to uh, live in colonies and they the women took over so and just turned the now. men into sperm donors and the women did everything mm-hmm. and well i mean actually it mirrors certain <laughs> no <laughs> just kidding i i i just think kidding. i i do see, wow. see something looking in the mirror wow, here yeah just like that uh-huh. now <laughs> oh my right. god it's just right. so it's so interesting that we could well to look at a creature like the honeybee dealing with such complexity so much communication you know uh, incredible dancing languages and I don't. I just marvel at it still, and and I I thank you for your words about the the honeybee campaign. I, I think it has mainstreamed largely. Like I did sit at a breakfast table. We were visiting someone, and the honeybee crisis was on the back of a cereal box, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this is amazing! Yeah. It really is like a mainstream issue in a way that it certainly wasn't when we took it up a few years ago." You got to be careful. And, and now. Go ahead. And now I'm I'm remembering the the first line of the song. Of course, obviously was. Robo B, you can't pollinate me. <laughs> Don't pollinate me anymore. Right. Amen. Well, right. The, we we are we're so honored to be able to talk with you and share this conversation with our 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 radio podcast church here. Can you see them out there? Hallelujah! There. I I can see them all out there. Hallelujah! And and, and, and uh, you've got a great congregation. I'm I'm uh, pleased to. Um, be in the pews, sit in the pews, stand in the pews, jump up and down in the pews. Oh, there's that dancing um, again. <laughs> and, and we're dancing again, exactly right. And then look forward to lots more opportunities of doing this with all of you. The Reverend Dr. John Gibbons of the Unitarian Universalist First Parish Church of Bedford, Massachusetts. Thank you so right, much. Right, and, and we're, uh, my next phone call, I think I've mentioned to you, is, is uh, with our attorneys because we're in, in Superior Court. Um, fighting the town of Bedford that has uh, tried to deny us uh, the right to put solar panels um, on our historic uh, 1817 meeting house. And um, we're fighting them tooth and nail, but uh, one of our arguments um, is that that solar panels uh, are one form of religious expression um, that is consistent (laughs) with what I was describing as the seventh principle of the interconnected uh, web of all being. Oh, I love it. So uh, uh, we've got them on the run. uh, Right, uh, and listeners, you should know this is is a historic building. It is absolutely beautiful, the quintessential New England church. You see it and you think you're in a dream. You've gone back in time and it's surrounded by green grass and it's just lovely. And inside... Uh, at least last time we were there, there's a, a, a mural a hanging on the wall where the altar would be of the cosmos. Of the Andromeda galaxy. It's so um, the, beautiful. Old, the, the furthest thing that can be seen with Andromeda. the naked human eye. The oldest light that shall ever enter your eye comes from the Andromeda galaxy. Oh, oh that um, makes me want to cry. Thank you, John. Hallelujah. Thank you for teaching yeah, and, us. And one end, on one end of the... Uh, uh, chancel there is the andromeda galaxy and on the other end uh there is a representation of the atom so from macrocosm to to microcosm 
uh, with the earth in the center. That's right. Uh, not to mention, not to mention a disco ball uh, hanging up there behind the chandelier. <laughs> dance, let's dance. Uh, uh, which which dance looks darn good on Christmas Eve, I'll well, tell you. With keep it polished up. Keep it polished up. We well, do. We're gonna we come, do. We're going to come back to Bedford with uh, with uh, the 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 church choir. The uh, the the we have a new gospel song of the the. Uh, about uh, the religiosity of solar panels. Amen, praise Ah, God. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. On, thank you, Reverend John. Uh, thank you, Billy. Thank Amen. you, Savi. Hi, John. Um, and look forward to talking more. Good luck Love you all. Earth-a-lu-ya. Take it easy. Yes. Thank you, John Gibbons. And now, the fiery eagles of justice, Reverend Billy. Earth is our government. Earth is our God. Earth is our economy. Earth is our church. We listen to Earth and then we go back to the old institutions. We go to the president and the generals and the holy fathers and the doctors of thinking and we get no response. Then we return to the earth and await further instructions. We know that life itself is the best strategist. Earth speaks to us every day. The natural disasters are hard lessons. The silence of extinct life is a sorrowing earth. What earth knows is almost entirely unknown to us. The unknowable Earth is everything that we believe. It is all the commandments. It is common sense. It is where compassion comes from. We put personalities on Mount Olympus to represent it. We pray to the watery fire that creates a child inside our loved one. We dance all night. Now Earth is our only celebrity. Earth is the only famous being that matters at all. Human history was made triumphing over Earth. Now Earth makes history. One of my favorite bands. Punks, punks, punks. Can't get enough of those punks. Well, you're welcome to look at the videotape of that if you'd like. It's a, kind of a modest viral hit infecting the minds of the viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to YouTube. Go to Reverend Billy's Holiday yeah, Billy Message. Billy is wandering around uh, occupying different altars of famous churches all over New York City, just walking up there and just preaching. Woo! He's got nerve, people. He's got nerve. Well, optimism. Speaking no, of nerve. Pessimism. So you know how we have Christmas wreaths and wreaths generally. You know, we've always known that's, that comes from the pagan tradition, but they've just recently discovered actually the ritual that went along with those wreaths, which I found just stunning. So the wreath, we think, oh, you just put on the door like it's a welcome sign, but actually it's like this um, intensely dangerous ritual that people engaged with for thousands of years. So you... They made a wreath, and they would put their wreaths over their head. So you just, like, stick your head through the wreath. I don't recommend trying this <laughs> without experience. So I guess the the man of the house, the so-called man of the house, would do this, put the wreath on his head, and then they would put, like, uh, tallow, what? beeswax candles into their wreath and light them. And then the man of the house would... Walk around the house, like, I think three times, maybe three or seven times. In Very. a circle of candles? Yes. So, like, there's a circle. It's, a, it's a multiple circles, like all things ritual and religious. It involves a lot of circles. So there's, like, the, the wreath circle, which symbolizes, I think, like, the maybe the birth canal. And then there's the fire circle, which is, like, birth itself and, like, the coming of the, the, coming of the light. And then you walk around the house, and then, like, okay. that's the thing you do seasonally around okay. the whole building. And they burn their... They're, you don't have to burn yourself. Their barbaric to hair no, went, burst into flames. No, their beards. That's also. Oh. oh, the beards. What about the beards? It was that maybe inside like the wreath or outside the wreath? The beard. I don't know. Put that between the candles. Or? I don't know. Maybe they would braid the beard to get it away. Don't ever ask me to do this. 
Amen, children. What the, what the hell was that? Extinction's got talent. Today's creature, the Makira flying fox. The Makira flying fox is a species of megabat found in the Solomon Islands, not Transylvania, the Solomon Islands. Flying foxes are considered ecosystem engineers. As consumers of nectar and fruit, they pollinate and spread the seeds of the plants they feed on. Hurricanes can level entire forests on Pacific islands like Makira, but the fruit and nectar-eating bats help forests regenerate by dispersing seeds and pollinating flowers. Interestingly, bat teeth are more valuable than paper money on the island of Makira. The use of bat teeth as a currency means that bats on the island are commonly hunted. One species, our special species today, the Makira flying fox, is found only on the island and is threatened with extinction due to human pressures and habitat loss. And now, the sounds of the Makira flying fox, a megabat. Amen. Singing money. We talk about the commodification of nature. And they're, they're, this is pretty direct in this case. But when you see... An animal that is actually money itself. Yeah, and when you see, you know, at marriage ceremonies and christenings and children of Makira wearing necklaces made of bat teeth... And they're extremely valuable there. And this is the case of like uh, populations and habitat losses. And there was a time when it was probably okay for the people of Makira to collect the teeth of the bat. We don't usually think of earth cultures as causing the extinction of a, of a species. Did something change? Something. I suspect that something European got into the mix. Right, that's what I mean. Uh, it's just the... Yeah, additional pressures, right? The more of the, more people, you know, also logging, also Buying palm the, oil. Got to buy know. that TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, children, we have talked today off and on uh, through the hour. We've talked about the the weight of inappropriate politeness and moderation and lack of action, the degree to which in our puritanical society um, we are tamped down, we are kept, we are kept out of the shouting and singing in public space. Uh, Salvatore mentioned one of her items in the news from the natural world is that there are now 28 states, uh, congresses are are considering um, legislation that would make it illegal to protest. So pushing back that First Amendment, the, the, uh, the pressure to not shout, the pressure to not do something that might in, in, a, in a gestural way or uh, uh, with your costumes, or, uh, the pressure not to stand out uh, has become more and more intense, especially since 9-11. And, and uh, at this point, um, many of the soldiers from the Mideast Wars who came home and became police, um, accelerating that militarization of our, of our police forces, we have seen them run across supermalls towards us at the point that the Stop Shop Inquirer lifts, it, lifts its voices. The... The uh, people in, in, in court cases where we have been accused of 
protesting inappropriately, inappropriately in some way. Uh, we have heard prosecutors say, Your Honor, isn't that obnoxious? <laughs> we, have, we have seen a sort of uh, creeping um, uh, politeness uh, that is supposed to be codified in our legal system. Uh, there was, there was a, a bill before the uh, New York State Legislature which, uh, which would have, it was defeated at the last minute, thank God, but it, it would have, it came very close to passing, it, it would have given police the right to arrest an American citizen who, in their opinion, was exhibiting inappropriate behavior of any kind <laughs> so that our police would just become, would just become arbiters of behavior, of taste. And, of course... The way that really comes down is arbiters of message. Or race. Are, are arbiters of the improprieties of being a, a black or a brown person who does the same things that a white person would do, but it seems more inappropriate to that white cop to make that arrest. So uh, the today we're, we're dedicated to the idea of foolish mystical environmentalism. It seems to us entirely inappropriate to be appropriate it it we all have to be the children of palau demanding that pledge so that i can be a child so that i can be alive Mm. so that i can live a life yes i want you to come into my island come into my community and i want you to pledge ahead of time that you're not coming here to gentrify. You're not coming here to, to yes. dispose your of your plastic things that you want That's to throw right. away. You're not coming here with your guns. You're not coming here with some kind of false idol, like yes. like like some some pressure to be American or mm-hmm. or something. We we want you to honor life that is here, and that may be a hundred and thirty million year old rainforest. That might be my child, my parents. My elders, you come here, you take your idea of what is appropriate from the natural world and from those of us who have been living in harmony with the natural world. And that might be that we're half naked and we're dancing, amen. And we might be shouting and we might be doing the kind of thing that that Cotton Mather or some of your Puritans might have been embarrassed by or some of your new militarized cops might think is just a little bit out there, a little bit obnoxious. Let's be ridiculous, foolish, and mystical with the earth. Somebody give me an earthalooyah here today. Earthalooyah! The Earth Wants You is a project of The Church of Stop Shopping, a radical performance community based in New York City. We rely on you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. If you want to support our work, and what is our work? We resist consumerism. We resist the military. We resist the commodification of the Earth and her resources. Earthalooya people, join us. RevBilly.com.